2: This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello and welcome to this very late episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Very Um, late. We're recording this. Well, we're recording it um, 16 hours after it's usually published. And let's be honest, Tim's probably not going to put it up until Saturday. So people are probably listening to this.
0: No, i, I, I reg- i'm I'll- aiming i'm aiming for q1 next year quarter one <laughs> <laughs>
2: i was gonna say i think he could make this a,
3: a solid 24 hours late which isn't that bad in the grand scheme of things we'll see considering <laughs> neither one of us were in our home state in fact we were both in
2: florida over the last
3: several
0: we days were.
2: one of us was having much more fun than the other
0: <laughs> i I liked that when when I so I put out the tweet yesterday saying that uh, that we're gonna be a day late and everything. I like that uh we got like some conspiracy theories. It was like, oh Alex doesn't want to talk about this or James can't talk about this or like you're dodging questions on this. It was like, No man, everyone's just busy. Yeah. Alex was testing in Daytona. <laughs>
3: yeah with the, wait did they say what topics that we didn't want to talk about i think or? yeah
0: i think with yours james it was like stuff and I oh yeah definitely can't talk Alan. about that but it's also like that we wouldn't have control to just not talk about things that we don't want to talk about on here on time we're
3: gonna, we're gonna take a day off to <laughs> strategize how to have this conversation without bringing up certain topics
0: Uh, yeah, so that, that, I got a good laugh out of that because it's just like, no, it's not a conspiracy. It's general ineptitude because (laughs) you guys told me last week, Hey, we're going to be really busy. We need to do this early. And then, you know, I forgot. Right. So, okay. Just so we're clear. (laughs) It's
3: your ineptitude. Not general. you also said
0: you were going to check in with us on your, a Wednesday. You're like, give me the night. I'll check in tomorrow and I'll make sure that we like find the time. And did and you then check we in? We all just collectively for No, you said you were going to check in. I mm-hmm. said, then we all just, everybody that I... but Alex's fault is basically what happened here. No, thank everybody you. but thank Alex's you. fault.
2: Yeah, y- yet again, I'm the only one that's actively trying to make this podcast happen.
0: <laughs> I hate you so much.
3: I hate you so much. You, you're just the worst, worst guy person.
0: Oh, God. Oh, uh, that's the worst. Well, guy. okay. So let's, uh, how is everybody? Alex, you tested. Jim, you got older um
3: (laughs) yeah you (laughs) you also got older i mean we all got older if you want to be you got
0: markedly older yes yes i had a milestone forms right yeah
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) go away looking at it so yeah alex uh testing at daytona for the 24 with wtr konica minolta acura racing whatever it's called how did that go fine what i hate you so much what was your okay so is is, <laughs> is that car this good? is how we
0: dodge questions by the way <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> so you uh were driving ricky was driving philippe was driving uh
2: yeah. i did how how many days were you there how many days was the test we were there two days it was um it was i mean pretty much a, a serious test for dpi in a way because i think all the dpi cars were there cool um the new Ganassi, the second ganassi car was there um I guess that's the only change because we, we lost to Mazda. So, so that, was, that was interesting. Obviously, um, you know, biggest event of the year for them. It's amazing how little off-season IMSA has. You know, I feel like we were yeah. just talking about right. Petite and doing Petite and all this stuff. And we're already now doing two-day tests and preparing for the roar in a month. So um, with that being said, uh, I got a very good reminder of Daytona is very boring <laughs> when you are kind of by yourself. Like Daytona, racing and driving at Daytona during the 24 is awesome because every lap there's something happening and you're strategizing, you know, what you're doing. But when you're just pounding around there and there's not really many GT cars and it's just like a test day, it is (laughs) mind-numbing. Either way. um, Because I mean, do you
3: you test for like several hours at a time per driver? Or are you you guys pretty frequently in and out? Yeah, you're
2: pretty frequently in and out and it's it's not even like you know at this point the acura um is is very reliable we've kind of worked out knock on wood all the kinks um so we're not even really doing like long reliability testing it's purely like an indycar test it's all performance based yeah. and we're gonna try this damper and ride height and all this packages and all this stuff and is it faster or not and um so yeah so that was that was good um and that's about it i'm i'm happy to be done in race cars for a little bit
3: how many laps do you think you turned in two days
2: the car or me you i actually drove quite a bit i was i was lucky um i had to do some like we call it bitch work so i'd have to do like all the aero component tests right like different noses and tails and all that stuff so, like, not real laps, but still right. laps. So, I probably did, I'd say probably 70 laps. Okay. So, so like,
0: for is sports it weird car racing, you to come in, that's a lot. Yeah, is it weird for you to come into something like that where you are the one that does the bitch work? Like, like Ricky, you know, Ricky's very good. He's in that car full time. Like... I mean, it's just like, oh, we got to do this. Yeah, make Alex do it. Like, no, because I, <laughs> I feel like
3: we try to do that with things like straight line tests. We'll put like, yeah, make the indie Lights guys do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it weird to be that? Oh, right. <laughs> like, to, um, be that, uh,
2: to do the grunt work. Kind, yeah, kind of. Kind of. Yes and no. I mean, it's 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 kind of, I'm in a unique position that, yes, while I'm kind of I'm the odd man out, I've also now driven this car. Pretty much, you know, as many years as Ricky minus one. Yeah, I haven't done as many races, but like certainly at Daytona, like we've pounded around in this car a similar amount. Um, Quite a bit. together. that we did with, yeah. with Team Penske and and stuff. So we, we have a very clear understanding of you know what's good, what's bad, and and what we need to to try and be successful. But um, yes, I mean, I'm I'm obviously the lowest priority on the totem pole, which is why it was a nice surprise that I got so many laps. But I think they, I honestly think it was. I had credits due to me after after Atlanta, so I think they were trying to like <laughs> make it up. I got like multiple sets of new tires. Ooh, um, yeah, it was. I didn't know what to do with them because I never <laughs> had them before. But you know, it was cool. So, so just to
3: explain to people a little bit, you know, when you talk about arrow work and why it's sort of like the grunt work. Um, I assume it's because they're you're testing aero bits, which from the driver's seat don't always give a discernible difference in feel or lap time, but it's important for engineers to see offsets from one nose to the next nose or one rear wing angle to the next, how it how it behaves in straight line stuff. So it's not a lot of like driver feel or you know, handling adjustments. It's more just like pounding laps for data collection. Is that, is that kind of why it's sort of the grunt work?
2: Correct. You, you know, you're not going out there trying to like extract the ultimate performance. Um, try to be consistent and, so they can see the be, difference in the parts to be consistent and be very far away from another car and all that sort of thing. So like sometimes you're, you're out there just trying to find a gap just so you can try and set, um, kind of a V max uh, an end of straight speed. That's similar. um, in similar conditions, but ultimately it's, it's like anything, you know, it's not just IndyCar Delara parts, you know, it's, it's Orica DPI LMP2 parts. Like there are differences, um, between what should be identical pieces. You know, we've done, I think five different noses and, um, you know, they felt similar. There was little differences, honestly, like one, I was like, Oh, that, that's a bit more positive. So, and sure enough, it was more forward arrow balance. And I was like, well, that, there's one where it's like, feels like there's just more grip and they were like yep more downforce so we put that one away for the race and then the other ones you don't really feel anything but yes it's it's all for the engineers to to um kind of lists from one to five like these are our best pieces these are our spare pieces these are the pieces that we'd use if we had contacted a nose change or this is a piece we're only going to use for qualifying or what have you so um it's a little bit more sensitive in a dpi car i would say only because of the fact that unlike an open wheel car and even unlike the the cadillac we don't have like any sort of adjustment of front arrow balance like there's no front wing there's no way to increase front downforce um so for us we can only really change the aero balance with ride height with taking rear wing out or by finding a nose that's you know significantly better than another one so it is it is very important because of those reasons but ultimately um successful uh no dramas car felt good and uh yeah so you know we go into an IndyCar car race
3: which is call it two hours for the sake of easy math. And most teams I think in the paddock would have three nose cones ready for that. You'd have like three nose cone and front wing assemblies. The one that is on the car and then two backups just in case things go squirrely. And you just said you, you guys go into a 24 hour race with five.
2: No, we go into a 24 hour race probably with
3: eight. Really? So there's actually that many ready to go.
2: Yeah. As a massive
3: investment in parts. Because yeah. <laughs> when about it, it's not, it's,
2: it's, it's seven. It, it, in theory, it's seven. Like last year we didn't use any. So it was right. seven very expensive nose and tails that we never touched. Very
0: expensive. All right, this, is, this is a dumb question, but like, how much does the car change year to year? Like if you didn't use one um, last year, can you use it, it this year?
3: Yeah. No. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, sure. Sure. Okay. I'm sure over the course of the season, they plowed through all of those noses at some point, but yeah, that's just the na- that's just the nature of racing, right? But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy to think the level of preparation that you need. When I think of the things that we do to prepare for a two hour race, or like the Indy 500, maybe maybe a four hour race if there's a lot of yellow. And here you are doing a 24 hour race with multiple classes on track, massive speed differentials, crazy changing conditions, and yeah, I mean you have to have because you don't want to run out of parts. That right. would be that would look pretty silly.
2: Yeah. Oh you know, we've come through all this adversity and we're kind of still in it. Oh
3: shoot. Oh yeah. We're out, we're out of nose cones. So we're all just right. going to go home. Yeah. Bye. We're going that to the
2: was, beach. That was a fun 20 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: and see like oh. what's happened. What, what I've seen in IndyCar before is you'll run to your pit, let your, your, your uh, teammates steal pit it from box your teammate. and yeah. steal one. Yeah. Right? Or, like if there's only one went dealer racing car, I mean, the best case scenario is you go knock on Mike Shank's door and say, Hey, <laughs> same so, car. Actually,
2: I I went through all three of my noses in Toronto in 2018, I think, and right. had to and had to use one of Marco's. There you go. So I've, I've been down that road. Yep. I, and I finished. I finished ninth. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say at some point, if you're on your eighth nose cone, I got to imagine you're probably not fighting for the win. Your day's not going you know? great, but like every <laughs> yeah. point counts, right?
3: <laughs> Although, so I remember I remember that same thing Alex happened to PT. It was actually PT's last win. It was Cleveland 2007, and I think he went through – like he, he had to come in for three nose changes, so they had to go to his teammate's nose cone for the last one, and just the way the pit cycle and everything worked out, he came out in front and he, he changed – three front wings and still won the race.
2: That's I don't know if that's more or less impressive than um uh Danny Sullivan spinning and still winning the Indy 500. Ooh.
3: Spin Sp- spinning on an oval and not hitting anything is in generally is pretty impressive. Yeah,
2: it's pretty so pretty good. Y- you got to probably go with that, but anyway. No. So, we talked about how both of us were in Florida. Um I was pounding around testing noses and tails. Uh, that's weird. If people don't realize this is a racing podcast, uh,
3: James and I was I was, I was pounding booze and chasing tails. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> so
2: you were with uh, you were with Ryan Hunter-Reay, our beloved teammate. Yes, um, doing his racing for cancer thing, which you do every year. Yes,
3: yeah. So back, yeah. Uh, this was, I think, I think it was the. Oh no, because we. Yeah, I think it was the f- sixth years. So it was the sixth one we've done, I believe. Um. Ryan Hunter Ray's, uh, organized or, his charity, his, his foundation, um, racing for cancer. They do this big event every year. Uh, they do several little events, but they do this one sort of big ticket item, uh, called the race to beat cancer event. And it usually comprises of a day of golf somewhere very nice. And then two days, uh, on track at, a, you know, different race tracks around the country in the Lucas oil racing school cars. Um, awesome awesome event. This year it was it has been in California the last few years using uh, Laguna Seca. This year we did it at um the Homestead Road Course which uh you know was maybe not the best track in an Indy car which we've done some testing there in the past. But let me tell you in one of these cars it was a blast. Uh we had a great group of drivers, we had the advanced group and the and the beginners group and uh honestly, a terrific event. Tom Vossman, who, uh, runs that foundation alongside, um, Ryan and his wife, Becky throws an incredible, uh, an incredible weekend every time we do it. And it was, it's always fun because it's, it's fun for us to kind of be at a racetrack and a little bit of a, uh, you know, a less stressful role. Ryan and I get out there in the cars and, you know, we run around with each other and, uh, and, and, and mess around and have some fun, you know, playing with the other people on track and this year was actually extra fun because so those cars race awesome, right? So Ryan and I will go out, and the draft is huge, and they slide around. And it's like the most fun you're having just racing a car, right? And so normally him and I go, and we, we'll mess around with the advanced group and whatever. But for the most part, you know, we have them by a decent amount. Well, this year, we had a special guest appearance from one Mad Max Gordon, son of Robbie yeah. Gordon, nephew to Becky and Ryan Hunter Ray, and Max is 13 years old. I need—I I cannot emphasize this enough. Max has already an extensive racing uh, CV, all in off-road stuff, UTVs, stadium super trucks, which is insane, like 700 horsepower trucks launching off jumps on street circuits on IndyCar race weekends. Like, madness. Kid's crazy talented. Never sat in a Formula car before. And he gets in these things and the first, so he had done like probably two sessions before Ryan and I went out for our, our first session on the first day. And I, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. It was hard. It was hard to get around him. Like the, he picked it up so fast. He did have a little bit of a weight advantage. So like you could see that there was not like trying to make driver excuses here. We're two professionals, like veterans of IndyCar. And like, we were struggling to get around this kid
0: he was very, very impressive, and he's 13, and he I never sat in of wouldn't, car He wouldn't have been allowed. He wouldn't have been allowed to drive to that racetrack, and won't be allowed to for three <laughs> more years. <Yeah. laughs>
3: like he could conceivably be an in Indy Lights by the time he's allowed to do that at his current rate of ascension. So, uh, so that was fun getting to, getting to uh, drive around with Max a little bit and uh, and just you know see uh, a young driver with some cool raw ability. Uh, that was a lot of fun but but a lot of great people a lot of them are kind of friends and neighbors of ryan just being being only an hour and a, and a bit from where he lives so was a lot of people that he yeah i was gonna say not place. a lot
0: of mystery for why ryan chose that as the venue <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> yeah it was a short drive so yeah.
2: on top of this on top of the special guest of max driving um didn't your lovely wife drive she did not no she oh, was pl- okay, she, God. God.
3: she was planning was on say. it <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay
3: she was originally planning on it, but the kind of a long story as to why it didn't work out. But um, she's definitely keen to try it. So next year we're gonna we're gonna plan a little more in advance and a little better, and uh, and get her out because she's she's super keen. Becky Hunter-A jumps in. She's got you know a very decent racing background herself. Uh, has done a fair amount behind the wheel, and every year she gets in the cars, and uh, it's always fun to see. A very like yeah, you, you see this helmet and you think it's Ryan for a second, then you realize that there's a little more pink on it, and I think like the Louis Vuitton pattern is on it. I'm like, oh, that's not Ryan, that's Becky, because like she's doing <laughs> doing a good job. But yeah, so great event, uh, Raised a lot of money uh, for the foundation, which was awesome, and already looking forward to next year's event. If you have interest in following along on updates for that, to maybe come join Ryan and I at a racetrack slash golf course, which might even be a fishing trip next year instead of a golf course. Uh, go I to- expect racingforcancer.org oh, where I you get know. to pay, you can pay a yeah. not insignificant amount of money but yeah, no, I'm out. totally right. worth it because it's for a great cause. So Tim you can also just go to the website and donate if you just feel like being a nice person. Tim. Yeah you should definitely do that. I can. I should have definitely
0: do that. $40 in my bank account right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: but I don't know Hazel I feel like you've uh, you know oh, Hazel Yeah, Hazel. I feel like you've lost a lot of teeth Did the tooth fairy leave you some money. Yeah, not
0: recently, not recently,
3: not recently. Oh, did she already spend it all? Dad already uh, spent it. Uh, there was a
0: hot cocoa sale at school. There's mm, another one tomorrow, you know. Fair. So she didn't put it into a tax savings account. Money nor teeth grow on trees, James.
3: That is, that is true. That is actually a very, it's probably the truest statement you've ever said.
2: Uh, so you, you left Florida. I left Florida. We reconvened in Indianapolis we have our drivers meeting today which is very it's a very nice thing the series does to bring us all together talk about changes ideas brainstorming it's great also have the driver physical and i forget every year how how annoyingly competitive i get at the physical <laughs>
3: like i don't know how you forget the, that it's like the worst part of it
2: well yeah i mean Impact test, like if I if I get anything wrong, I'm pissed off. Um, the eye test, I'm trying to click the button as fast as possible, even though Duh. it's not a timed thing.
0: Didn't I Seinfeld have a bit about this where it's like he wants he wants like them to call DC about the hearing results? Like you have super hearing,
3: <laughs> maybe,
0: maybe that happened. Am, I the, only, am sure. I the only one binge watching Seinfeld on Netflix at present?
2: Yes. 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 Um, the goggle test. I'm trying to get that line vertical. Perfect. F- you like, want to see yeah. that
3: little graph afterwards, and it just like yeah. right on the line.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've never. I yeah. Normally, when you go to the doctor and you get a physical, you're like, cool, thanks, bye. This one's like, what are my results? What did you yeah, get?
0: yeah exactly you're like hey, um you real yeah quick? technically we what, can't uh, legally say
3: that but doesn't matter we know but... we know what did he get was it better or worse all i gotta say it's better or worse yeah. better <laughs> all right put me back in i'll do it again you don't have to do yeah. it you pass. i don't care i don't care that i pass what i'm were, doing it again what were his liver enzymes like though <laughs> you know how about kidneys did Kidneys doing good did i beat well, the, kidneys the best was <laughs> the best was one year one year two unnamed drivers uh Thought it would be funny to have a similar kind of competition, which was who could show up with a higher blood alcohol content
0: <laughs> to the physical. Were these two mystery drivers you two? <laughs> no, no, they were not. They
2: were not. But I love I love funny. the ambition.
0: Yeah, no, it's great.
3: <laughs> but it's funny. Okay, so so for those that don't know, and I think we've talked about this before, but it may have been like years ago or maybe it was last year around this time. But the impact test is a um, is a sort of standard cognitive test that we do uh, Twice a year or, sorry once every two years once every two years as a, as a baseline for a concussion protocol so if we have an accident mm-hmm. where a certain uh, level of G impact is recorded in our earpieces as we have uh, individual accelerometers in our earpieces so we can see what kind of a hit our head took separate of the car itself. Uh, if, if that gets us to a certain point you have to pass this protocol so it's a lot of cognitive things it's memory it's it's yeah following it lines things like that thing.
0: yeah.
3: no it's it's more like we're gonna we're gonna show you 12 words then we're gonna make you do a color matching exercise for 10 minutes and then we're gonna show you 30 words and you're gonna tell us if they were one of the 12 words or not things like that
0: I don't think I could pass that without a concussion. Well, that did happen once. I know. I know who it happened to, too. (laughs) So
2: the hardest part for me is they they give you this box, and it's nine different shapes in a box. And then underneath, or sorry, above those shapes, is a number, so one through nine. And it'll, for like probably three minutes, just flash shapes, and you just click the number that corresponds. And then at one point, the shapes disappear, and it it keeps flashing. And you have to like recall the triangle is six, the circle is three, the infinity sign is five, the half circle is eight. And it's very hard. But again,
0: this is just the baseline. So they're not expecting you to ace it, right? They're just trying to get the baseline to see if you But
3: so this is why why it's funny to do this with athletes, right? Because even though you don't get a score, like they don't tell you how you did, and you don't know what anyone else did, and there's like arguably an incentive to not do great. So that way, if you ever do have a concussion and you didn't score that awesome, they're like, oh, yeah, he's
0: fine. When, when we're, no, no, we're no, no, so no. James is just an idiot. Right. This is right. fine. This so, is right about where he should be. <laughs> but we're
3: so in our own heads that even in a room by ourselves with no measurable way of knowing if we're right or wrong, I cannot let myself be wrong. Like I try so hard to be perfect <laughs> in that. And so yeah, like it's you, you you eliminate the, the worry of guys like potentially flunking it on purpose because we're just all idiots and you're so competitive.
0: competitive. Yeah.
2: The one where I, you're, you're I don't think
3: dumb
0: to be dumb. Right. The one
2: where I've never the one where I've never lost is counting backwards from 25 with the three letters. Like, have you ever not gotten to one? I'm trying so to remember the, what that one is. I don't just even understand what that means. And it's 25, 24, 23, 22, but it's all scrambled in like a crossword puzzle yeah. S box. And then you have to remember the th- three letters that were presented to you. Oh, right. Beginning. Right, right, right. Yeah. Have you ever gotten to a point to where you can't get all the way to one? You run out of time? No. Oh. So you, you're able to get to one Who's all the time. Who's
0: going to feel yeah. so good about that? Oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, but yes. No, I, yeah. thought, I, I thought I was a specimen. I was like, oh, ain't no one getting to one.
0: I, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, I was getting I desperately um, want to take this test now.
3: I mean, again, we, we should can. add that. After curling, we'll add
2: that next time you're in
0: Indie. No.
2: Honestly, like I, you you just go online. It's just a link.
0: All right. Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You go that to impacttestonlinecom yeah. testing I actually have a customer code for you. Okay. And yeah, I actually that. have I actually have my results because so- I needed them for IMSA. So. Do
3: you study this? Like, do you cheat before you go in and you run like a practice <laughs> test or something? Like, what that's, the hell is like,
0: this? He had to do it for Imza. All mm, right.
3: Nah, uh, I don't know. I don't love it. I don't love, I don't love that. So oh, Again, that's just going to make yeah. it worse if you ever crash because you'll be totally fine, but you'll score so much worse because you didn't do a practice <laughs> test the day before. They're like,
1: he's out. He can't get back in the car. <laughs> Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Vital Proteins knows that turning 30 can be a pretty big change for your body's collagen, which can begin to decline, but also a change for you. Like waking up sleep-deprived when you were in bed early listening to a podcast. Or, looking endlessly at real estate you can't afford. Luckily, there's collagen peptides to support your skin, hair, nail, bone, and joint health. Vital Proteins, for everybody with a body. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Uh, Speaking of being competitive about things, this is a terrible transition. There is a race this weekend, kind of a big one. Well yeah, that was an awful transition. Big one last week. So anything we want to talk about going into F1? Well, I really hope Lewis wins.
3: I'll let I'm gonna let Alex cover last week because I still haven't actually seen it. I read all about it,
0: but I was busy, you know it it was exactly as much of a mess as everybody knew that it was going to be. I suppose that makes sense. I
2: mean I don't know that it was I don't I don't know that it was a mess. I think I think the FIA and their incessant need to throw red flags is weird uh, obviously the being allowed to change tires under red flags is it's so insane
3: it's so we've talked so about that just, before
2: That's yeah insanity. it's i don't understand how i don't care what the rule book says change it like it's it's just wrong can can you explain to me this
3: whole thing about the FIA and Red Bull like negotiating what
2: Max's penalty was Mercedes- going to be under the red. Oh, Mercedes, Mercedes was ne- negotiating it. Oh, it was so Mercedes. Yeah. So basically, what happened was Lewis. They do the standing start after the the whatever first red. Yeah, first red. Um, and Lewis is on pole, or sorry, Max is on pole. Lewis is next to him. Lewis gets the jump, and Max intentionally kind of runs him off, runs him wide. And Lewis like tries to come back and all this stuff. And in that process, Ocon slipped through and passed them both. So now Lewis is third, Max is second, Ocon's leading. Four corners later, big shunt, Red Flag again. Well, Max was 100% going to get a penalty. But what they were saying was, do you want the penalty to come now or do you want the penalty to come on the start? Like it's up to you. Do you want the uh, up to Max? To, up to Lewis? It was up to so Lewis to, when Max's penalty was applied.
0: That's absurd. Right. That's ridiculous. Want,
2: so basically it was because do you want to start on the dirty side of the track, but right. be further up and have Max potentially take a lunge at you? Or do you want to start on the clean side of the track and just have him move behind you, but then maybe be under threat and also not leading the race type of thing? Right. Right. And what did they? What did he land on? So Lewis ended up choosing taking the track position, so starting second. So those two swap positions. They swap positions, and then Max, um, Max got fired a better it up start, inside, right? Inside, made it. Yep, yeah, made it three wide. Um, took the lead. Lewis was second, or passed Ocon, then chased him down. And then it took, you know, 15 laps for Lewis to kind of close down the gap on Max. And Max, Lewis, like, had the run, did everything. Max overshot the braking zone, went straight through the corner, kept the position. Okay? Fine. So, it was the FIA. It was like, because Lewis basically had cleared him before the breaking zone because of DRS and everything. But Max tried so desperately to get it back, overshot the corner and everything. So, gained the position by going off track. Well, then here's where it gets kind of convoluted and confusing was so the FIA was like, and there was no negotiation. It was obvious that Max was going to have to give the position back, but it, it was like, they didn't decide that for a while. And then when they decided it, Max like immediately was trying to give the position back. And this was like over the course of like three laps where it was like, what's going to happen? Well, I guess, and this is what Mercedes said. Obviously, we don't know, but Mercedes said Lewis wasn't aware of the fact that he was going to give up the position, which maybe is true. But all Lewis saw was that Max was slowing up before the DRS zone, before one of the longer straights and passing zones. So Max was trying to have Lewis pass him before the the detection zone so that Max could then use DRS and get back by him. Well, Lewis also was aware... Right. Well, Lewis was also aware of kind of something that was happening and making sure that he wasn't passing Max before the DRS zone as well. Well, in all of this kerfuffle, Max keeps slowing up and like Lewis hits him because he's not expecting, like Lewis is downshifting kind of. It's weird. He's kind of downshifting the straight as he's approaching him. And then Max is getting to the point where it's like he needs Lewis to go past. So he hits the brakes. Not, I don't think, to brake check him, but to just have Lewis pop out and go around him. And yeah. Lewis couldn't react quick enough and hit him. Well, crazily enough, it didn't it broke Lewis's end plate, didn't damage Max's car, and in that process, um, Lewis was able to get by him and had more pace and was faster and kind of just pulled away. What's weird is they then gave Max a 10-second penalty. And I don't know if because originally yeah, was and policy. they
0: made him give the spot back.
2: Well, that, well no, Lewis got around was, him already.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought after that they I thought he had no. to still had to give a spot no, back A 10 again.
2: second a ten second penalty, um, which I guess was for the brake check, as well as not giving up the position in the required amount of time. It's kind of weird. But anyways, neither here nor there, Max drove a little bit like an asshole. They finished 1-2. We're tied on points going into Abu Dhabi. It's what everyone wants to see. So right. The, so, the, Lewis, the Lewis was the faster
3: to... car, anyway. Like, Lewis, Lewis was won? the faster
2: car. Lewis, Lewis should have won. The only reason Max was in a position to win was because of the red flag pit stop scenario.
0: So going right. into this, I know I, I saw there was an article on like Jalopnik, and, and I've, I've talked to some other people about, you know, they're going in tied. And if they both wreck out and don't get points, then Max wins on the tiebreaker because he has more wins. Uh, I had thought I'd read somewhere that, you know, uh, Max could just wreck them both out on the first lap to secure the championship. My friend Jackson has pointed out that I guess the FIA can deduct championship points from uh, Max if they determine he did that intentionally. He pointed out that I guess that happened with Villeneuve and uh, Schumacher. So Jackson, thanks for proving me wrong.
3: Schumacher actually got disqualified from the entire championship and was classified as last. Um, Yeah, I mean, that would be a slippery slope. It would have to be pretty blatant as the Schumacher Villeneuve was Villeneuve one was back in 97 in her F. But yeah, I mean, it's look, it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: If you're Red Bull, Bull, why wouldn't you wreck? uh,
3: It's bad. It's bad. juju. It looks, it's a really bad bad look, man.
0: It's a really bad look, but you know, you know what helps that is winning the championship. Well, but again, no.
3: if, if he does it poorly, then there's a risk of there being a court case, okay. them losing, and then you still lose a championship and you look like the asshole.
0: So, yeah, I guess that was that was where I wanted this conversation to go. Is from your guys' perspective, does the win justify a move like that, or there's still some sportsmanship level where so you just don't here's,
2: do that? Here's the thing, and and I and I can kind of comment on this a little bit, not because it was my championship, but you know, we talked about this at Petit, right? We talked about, we went into the race, whoever finished in front, whether it was the 31 car or the 10 car won the championship. And there was a very clear understanding. And I'm sure the 31 car had a similar understanding when it gets down to the the brass nuts of it all. Right. And you have an opportunity and whether it's high percentage or not, when you're at the end of the race, you're, you are going to take it like that is what you're supposed to do. You're not mm-hmm. gonna intentionally not break like you would in a video game and potentially hurt someone. You're not gonna, you're not gonna do some. You're not gonna t-bone someone as they're turning into a corner or something like that. But like as Ricky did, he's gonna take a lot. You're gonna take, gonna take a lot take more high risk. You're gonna, you're gonna push them off the track. You're gonna do things that they're kind of already doing. And I don't think Max is. He's not stupid. He's very aggressive. He's very talented. He wants to win. I think what we're gonna see is he's gonna do the same thing. The FIA is gonna have. Hard decisions to make. But I don't see this being a situation where Max is 400 meters behind and just doesn't lift just to punt Lewis out so that he can win it's, on a tiebreaker. Yeah, it's, it's it's not, not going to
3: be as blatant as like the Senna Prost stuff, you know, where they were no. just very obviously taking each other out because there were no repercussions back
2: then for right. that kind of thing. I could see I could see I could see like an example of the Monza incident happening. I don't think yes. any of that was intentional. They were both nope. fighting for the same thing. Yep. They weren't giving it up and they both ended up out, but there was no yep. like malice behind it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you could point to either one of those
3: guys in that in that situation and say you intentionally we're trying to make both cars. You could say one guy was more to blame than another, but I don't think you could say either guy intentionally tried to take out the other. Right. So yeah, so it's going it, to be
2: interesting. It's going to be exciting. It's going to huh? be interesting. I can't wait. Um, What's well, good? It yeah, was I mean,
0: five I, in the morning on Sunday. Well, is that well, it's, what it's seven. Is? Five, it's
2: eight a.m. for us. So sucks to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah,
0: a convenient. I mean, that's a convenient time. You get up and you have some coffee and you watch, you watch a race yeah nobody okay, text dude. me how it went oh i mean I'm we got a little up, uh,
2: live updates
0: the off-track text, text just
3: don't open the off-track text message jay when you wake up
0: i don't i, I don't care um <laughs> <laughs> no i'm actually i'm going up to montecito this weekend because uh because uh alex sent out a christmas gift a little early for hazel and i so i have plans this weekend
3: ah look at you um, go
0: look at some hazel, stars you want to say anything Thank you. No problem. Yeah, Alex sent us a pretty, ridiculous, uh, a pretty ridiculous te- mount for our telescope. So we're going to go get some good pictures this weekend.
2: It is the best. Cool. It is the best. I'm happy, I'm happy you like it. It's
0: the best. <laughs> so thanks, um, Alex.
2: You're welcome. So a funny, a funny scenario presented itself uh, when I was down in Daytona. So, okay. I was down at dinner and i have two separate group chats um with some of my you know closest friends uh tim you're not in
0: either of them <laughs> <oddly enough. laughs> you know what you got me like an absurdly nice telescope mount so we're cool <laughs>
2: <laughs> but so usually when these two groups are going off it's really nothing that's that interesting and um so anyways i got done with dinner and start looking at my phone and so Connor is in both of these set groups. And um, the, the one group that James isn't in, um, you know, Connor was like, I saw my name keep coming up and all this stuff. And I was like trying to scroll to the top and understand what was going on. And then a message came in from the group that James is in. And also my <laughs> name was there. And I was like, what? I, I'm confused. So I like, I'm trying to catch up on probably like 60 messages between two groups about all this chaos that's broken out and it's it's because there was an article um article about, is
0: a, a generous well, word there was a, it was, a there was a blog post that looked like it was middle of the field in terms of web design in 2000 so,
3: so here's here's are oh, you actually clicked on the article oh, oh i i,
0: I, I no i've i've seen what that website looks like i don't click on their uh, it's okay. all just clickbait yeah. so we're not going to mention the name of the place because i don't want to send them any traffic because for them Five readers would move the needle, so no, I don't it, want so to send them anything. Right,
2: I, I have some things to say.
0: So here,
2: guys, let's, let's are,
0: recap. The article said that you're you're not Andretti. Maybe shouldn't re-sign you because even though you won the 500 in 2016, their grandma could drive it better than you because basically, since 2016, you you've lost every time. Which was my yes. favorite way of framing it. That like because yeah. Everybody loses the five
2: hundred. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I'm basically the article was I am I am one of the worst drivers to have appeared in IndyCar, and I'm better off going to Indy Lights. Which, here's the thing. We are all adults. I, I, I love this country. I love this sport. <laughs> I love everything. You can write whatever you want because, quite frankly, and I did, I have, did write this article. No, you have the right to to not like me. You have the right to not think I'm good. That is totally fine because quite frankly, I don't like this news article people like this this website. I don't like the two well, people that run it. Thing. I don't like we talking don't to them to like it's fine. They
3: didn't even put their out. name on it.
2: So, I mean, I can guess. It's two people. So I know who they are. I don't like them. They don't like me. Totally fine. But the point is write an article that people maybe could be like, yeah, they have a point. Don't make it so far in the other direction that it's Legitimately comical. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I think that it's often underappreciated, and as much as they can be annoying and not fun to talk to at times, especially for me, I think we have in IndyCar and in Indianapolis some really quality journalists that yes. do a really good job. So, like your Nathan Brown, oh, I who I know listens to this podcast. Thank you for for what for what he does, and obviously racer and. Yep. Marshall, Marshall and our good buddy Robin Miller, who left us earlier this year. Like, we, we do, we're fortunate that we have a lot of very good guys.
0: Oh, and that's um, probably why this sticks out so much is because and girls, so much of the people that do cover this sport. Yeah, so many of them, the men and women that cover this sport are just really good people. <laughs> and like they take their job very seriously. They love IndyCar. They're going to go. They're not always going to be nice to you guys, but sure. it's generally going to be fair. It's going to be well researched, and they're going to bring up good points. So when you're used to that, that's what makes this yeah. other site. It's so like, it's like Alex.
3: It's like Alex says. Have whatever opinion you want. Just have some basis for it and some points to defend it. Yeah. Like if I were to sit here and write an article of being like the moon is actually red.
0: I'm on. I. I want to hear the I want to hear the evidence, but no, I'm it's just red. He, I, <laughs> I said that it's red, and you should believe yeah. me because I said it as a very
3: experienced astronomer who's been to the moon many times. <laughs> that's like the same level like of credentials that this guy had to write the article that he did, or guys, or whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing I just want to touch back on really quick earlier, you said it, and I didn't want to interrupt you while you were talking. Well, I mean, I really did actually want to interrupt you while you were talking. Did you say you were reading an article about F1 on Jalopnik?
0: Oh, no. I saw a headline uh, from Jalopnik mm-hmm. saying that that Max should just take out... Uh, Copy. Okay, Max yeah. just take out Lua.
3: Because in my experience, again, whatever whatever your feelings are on that particular site, uh, their F1 commentary, and, and I, I actually did see that article that you're talking about. Not, that's not now you should get. I, there's other places you should get your formula. I didn't click lyrics. that link. I didn't yeah. click that link. I just yeah. saw the headline. I'm going to send but you some because, of sites to get your F1 I've news. said
0: this before. Uh, i can't um read read yeah we know yeah somebody told me about the headline the
3: moon is not red well that is your opinion and mine is (laughs) that it is red and you're just seeing it wrong i think you're colorblind you should get your eyes checked you've never you've never been to the moon many mm -hmm. astronauts have and they saw that it is not not red. (laughs) not according to alex <laughs> Alex does not all believe right, not that any astronauts have, <laughs> have been to the moon hazel. can
0: you believe that? Oh uh, all right, yeah, no, no I don't want to give this article any more uh, attention than we need to because oh no
2: I just I wanted to give a shout out to our lovely journalists that do a great job, and I wanted yes. um if the people that wrote this article to listen, if they listen that I really don't like them either, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh and just for the record uh 99 point well i mean i think 100% of the people that replied to that article sided with you and disagreed with them so clearly i think there
0: was there i think the tweet last i uh, saw had one like
3: I, i'm pretty sure it was their own <laughs>
0: yeah it was probably. one of the two people
3: that wrote the article yeah yeah well good times, good times. guys good times. good times all right so <sighs> we have got F1 this weekend and then racing's like done for a while like that's the last on track Stuff happening for a bit,
2: for a bit. Well, we've got that Vegas, or not Vegas, Los Angeles NASCAR in the what? Coliseum race.
3: But isn't that in like February?
2: Was it? I thought it was like
0: January. I don't know. I don't it's
2: know. Still a minute. It doesn't matter. It's it's pretty much over. It's all we, over. Uh, yeah.
0: Then we can start following my uh, sure to be illustrious i racing career. I'll start it back up. Dust off the cobwebs wait on Alex's old to talk wheel.
2: about all that.
3: <laughs> we yeah uh, we have a, a whole nother, well, an entire episode dedicated to this particular event that we'll announce later. Not we'll announce it right. will be announced right, later. And we'll talk about it. All right, all right, guys. Well, we will wrap up the racing world in one week and then get into what is truly the off season on off track, which I can't even imagine how we're gonna do that for you, but we will. Because we'll Alex really wanted to do it we'll every single night.
0: Again. We'll start doing the, the curling. You know, we'll start, we'll start doing all that stuff. That I can't we're not wait with. for the curling. Yeah.
2: James, unfortunately, is going to be out of town for most of December. However, I am willing to take Tim curling. Let's You're not it. curling without me. There's no chance. Okay. Okay. No chance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then somebody's going to have to give me some flights back in uh, January. That's fine.
2: I got credits. Cool. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week to um, talk about the new F one champion.
3: Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Ask Off Track, or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at The Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim.